Hello everyone, welcome to What Really Works, a mental health podcast for young adults and youth. In these podcasts, you can expect to hear us chat about mental health and provide well-being tips and tricks with the odd joke thrown in. What Really Works is brought to you by Discovery College, an initiative run by the Canadian Mental Health Association, Kelowna, where lived and living experience and learned experience informs everything we do. Now let's get started with today's episode. Hello, What Really Works listeners. (laughs) We're talking about music today. (laughs) Becky, what's your favorite? What's your favorite type of music? House music. Ooh, house music. Specifically, either piano house or disco house. Ooh, interesting. My favorite is like jazzy, like blues and jazz, but I like alternative blues and alternative Mm -hmm. jazz. So more like hip hop rap mixed with Mm -hmm. jazz and blues. Nice. Yeah. Um, so what really works, listeners, we kind of dove right into it there because I wanted Becky to keep my soundbite of singing in. <laughs> she always takes it out. But today, we are doing something a little bit different than usual. Mm. Yeah, because normally our episodes work in the sense of the general running of our episodes is like, hey, the topic we're talking about is something that we might find challenging in our lives or something maybe we need to support ourselves in our lives. And we kind of talk about why they might be challenging and then why it's important for ourselves to like support ourselves with that and then go into like those kind of tips and tricks of like supporting that or like maybe trying to lessen the amount of impact it has on our lives right so yeah you can kind of see that from even just the topic names of our episode right of like procrastination and people pleasing right Mm -hmm. this is a little bit different because we are going to be talking about music which not everyone might think straight away is related to mental health. But the episode is going to take a little bit more of a different approach in the sense that actually music is going to be the tool that we're talking about. Music is going to be the subject of saying like, hey, look, this is this thing that actually can have a huge impact on our mental health um, and be supportive for lots of many, many different reasons and kind of mainly just talk about why it's supportive or like how we can use it in our lives a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Becky has been absolutely dying to talk about <laughs> this because what really works, listeners, if you've been listening for a while, you know that whenever we discuss our wellness tools or what we use for self-care, Becky will mention music a lot as something that that she does to support herself and support her well-being. And, you know, when we started talking about it, I realized I use it a lot, too. Hmm. I just don't usually think about it as a tool. And I think a lot of people don't. Right. Yeah. We all I don't want to say we all, but most people listen to music. Most people love music. And I think most people can feel how it has an impact (laughs) on your mood. Um, But we don't really think of it as a self-care tool all that often. No, and in fact, a lot of people quite often think it's more of a self-soothing tool. Um, which is really interesting. So we will kind of get into uh, later on why it can fall more into that self-care tool rather than self-soothing, depending on how we kind of intentionally use it. Um, And also when we are talking about music, today we're probably more focusing on that kind of listening to music side of things. A lot of research actually tends to focus more on actually the creation of music and playing of music yourself um which I think is what a lot of people tend to think of when people mean music and mental health right they mean like that creative outlet of like that actual creation which is definitely something we will cover today but um we're going to be talking about music as a well-being tool today in a a bit more of an accessible way of just kind of that listening side to it um which I think is a lot more an option that's a bit more open to a lot of it right yeah 
I think the first, maybe we'll start with talking about when I first think about music Mm -hmm. and using it as a self-care tool, as a wellness tool, the very first thing that comes to my mind is when I'm feeling stressed and I just need to dance it out I just need to like yell I need to do whatever I know what songs to put on Mm -hmm. you know you know those songs that banger that you're gonna put on and you're just gonna let loose and like scream that music Mm -hmm. and you're just gonna go for it or the song that you're gonna put on that you just gotta dance around the house to or you know if I'm feeling sad and I'm like okay I need some energy then I put on my energized playlist Mm -hmm. or I'm gonna do yoga and I need to calm down I'm gonna put on my yoga and relaxation playlist just Really setting the tone to help you regulate that almost like, yeah, almost like a mood regulator. It is. Yeah. 100%. And that is definitely one of the big topics we're going to talk about today is music's effect on mood. And what's really interesting about music in general, actually, is just the fact that it music in some shape or form has been found in like pretty much almost all cultures across the world, which just I find so interesting because it shows that as humans, there is just kind of this instinctive need to be drawn towards rhythm Mm -hmm. and even our brain is evolved to pick up being able to tell music from regular noise so our brain is hardwired to understand this is rhythm this is repetition versus this is just kind of noise and that's so interesting that we have this huge biological attachment to it right which then goes into why it supports our physical health like you say gets us ready to move why it supports our mental health because it can help with stress anxiety and also helps our emotional health with that that mood side of things right and I think all of us can kind of can like you say recognize that and it quite literally makes changes in the brain what kind of changes does it make in the brain So listening to music, especially certain types of music, like you say when you're trying to energize ourselves, so things that have like a relatively fast beat, our brain picks that up. Our brain picks those signals up, releases things like dopamine in our brain, which a lot of us probably know as it's it's good for our brain, right? A lot of people kind of like, oh, dopamine's a a good thing to be released. And it tends to be associated with like pleasure and reward systems. And in fact... When you do a brain scan of listening to music, especially if it's music that somebody enjoys, then our body actually, our brain reacts the same way that if we were eating a piece of food we really like. Mm, Interesting. Yeah, which is why, like you say, you can have that energizing playlist and it makes you feel good. It makes you want to move your body, right? Because our body is literally being fed dopamine. Who was it the other day that was telling us that they were playing music to their wine vines? Were you there for that conversation? Oh, no. It was either but- my dad or someone that we were talking to that was saying that um, they, they did this thing, a wineries in Canada, did this thing where they played music to some of their vines versus other vines. And like the way that they grew was completely different or something like that, which is so interesting to me. I know. It affects, I mean, you said, you know, music is something that connects us all as human beings, but it also connects us to the natural world in a lot of ways and in a lot of different cultures, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And it also connects us to, when I say natural world, I mean plants, and I also mean animals too, because animals use their own form of music to communicate to each other, to attempt to communicate to humans, to like, yeah, it's just an all-encompassing thing that connects everything and everyone, which is really, really cool to me. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and that's why it can be such a helpful wellness tool, right? Because a lot of us 
naturally can kind of identify with some form of music, right? Or to create that connection in itself, mm-hmm. connecting to yourself, connecting to others, connecting to the land, whatever it might be. Yeah. And I kind of want to spend a bit of time talking about what you mentioned earlier about that self-regulation and mood. Mm. Okay. So I think everyone probably can identify those moments where a song comes on and it changes our mood. Oh, yeah. Whether that's a happy song. Yeah, by Usher. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, anytime I'm down or I just need some energy, mm-hmm. whatever it is, I'm not feeling the way I want to be feeling and I got to change that. Yeah, by Usher. <laughs> Put it on and I am good to go. And how like, how do you feel in the long term with that? How do you find it helpful? I find it helpful because it just gets my body moving. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes me excited. It makes me... It takes me from the space where I might feel just a little blah. I'm just moving through the day to, mm-hmm. okay, I'm enjoying myself now. Yeah. I'm present in this moment and I'm in my body feeling the music. I'm feeling my emotions more and paying more attention to my emotions as as the song comes on. And I'm also setting an intention mm-hmm. because I know in my brain that that song gets me going, which I think helps that process a little bit more. Right. Yeah. You're purposely choosing to listen to a song that you know makes you feel good. Yeah. And then it amplifies that feeling of good and it makes it easier for you to recognize that you're feeling good because you're like, I know this is a song that makes me feel good. Exactly. I'm feeling that change in my body and getting ready to move, which Mm -hmm. makes me feel even better, right? Yeah. And then once I listen to that song, then I can move on to other songs that are going to continue to Mm -hmm. support that new emotion that I'm feeling. So if I'm going to listen to Yeah by Usher, then maybe I'm listening to Flo Rida. (laughs) Maybe I'm listening to some Shawnee K after that. Like, you you know, you you don't know. I'm going to be listening to that music that's going to keep that that wave that I'm rolling on continuing, Mm -hmm. which is going to support that emotional regulation. Yeah. And so that's a really big thing that music can support is with is that like self-regulation of our emotions which I find so interesting. I had never really thought about it until I used to work in a school for, and um, in the school I supported kids with autism and part of like their support plans would be listening to music as self-regulation. I had never ever thought of that, but then ever since that I've been using music as a self-regulator and also to be able to support myself in the sense of channeling my emotions in a safe way so that I can then get to a point where I'm able to either then deal with what a situation is. So for example, even just this morning, um, I was feeling kind of upset and frustrated about something and I was getting a little bit stuck on it to the point where I was like, I'm kind of really focusing on feeling upset, feeling frustrated. I'm actually kind of going further and further up on the scale to the point where I actually can't kind of carry on with my day right now. So I was like, okay, what I need to do is I need to regulate a little bit so that I'm then able to even think about what I want to do about feeling frustrated and upset. So then I put on a song that I, like you say, makes me feel a little bit more pumped, makes me feel a little bit more prepared, a little bit like, mm, yes, I'm feeling a bit more motivated to the point where I move down the scale a little bit more in my frustration and upset so that I can then be like, okay, I'm now going to have that difficult conversation that I need to. And I've kind of cleared my headspace and regulated myself enough for me to be able to have that conversation how I want to have that conversation yeah absolutely and it makes me think of too when when I'm sad as well like I'm sad but I'm not letting myself feel those emotions so even more than just regulating those emotions it's allowing yourself to music helps me 
lean into the emotions mm-hmm. that maybe I'm pushing off a little bit. So if I'm feeling sad, but you know those days where you just feel a little off, you, you feel a little sad, but you don't really acknowledge it in yeah. yourself because you have other things that you need to do because you just don't ha- quite have time for that emotion because you can't let it out yet because it hasn't bubbled up far enough, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. I find if I turn on some music that that really brings that out in me, uh, Hallelujah by Rufus Wainwright, and <laughs> I'm just like I'm just gonna name drop all of it, um, and the river flows in you. Any song like that, I just immediately start bawling, and it it's that release that it triggers that release that mm-hmm. I need, you know, and it triggers it maybe a little bit sooner or than what it would have just happened naturally without listening to music. Yeah. And even it can bring about, like you say, just even that self-awareness. Yeah. I've kind of mentioned before in the podcast before that I can be really awful at identifying my emotions <laughs> and how... I've, I know what you're feeling. Yeah. And I've, <laughs> I've previously mentioned how an emotion list can definitely help with that. But sometimes, like you say, a song will come on that maybe it's, you know, I tend to listen to like pretty upbeat stuff the majority of the time, but sometimes a slow song will come on. And I'll be like, ooh, that hits. I am now becoming aware of the fact that actually maybe I'm not doing okay today. And now I know that I need to do something because I'm feeling really connected to that in comparison to other times when I've listened to this song. And it's not really made me feeling any way other than just like I'm listening to this song kind of thing. Whereas mm, today I'm listening to that and yeah brings about a bit more of that awareness of oh I am kind of processing something right now and maybe I need to spend a little bit of time on that and think about okay what other self-care things can I do that support me with that because like you say like oh that sad song is definitely I'm I'm connecting with that right now and I'm really identifying with that yeah it's the vibe Mm. that's what everyone says you know (laughs) you're in a group of, of friends and you're the DJ and you gotta try to figure out the vibe of the group and when you're, you know, by yourself listening to music and from one second it goes from just listening to a song to connecting, you found the vibe. You found the vibe yeah. that you're that you're on right now. I used music a lot when I was going through a breakup because I wanted to be like, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. Like, you're good. You're good. Their loss kind of thing. And then I didn't, <laughs> I didn't really think that I wanted to listen to breakup songs. And then my little sister sent me these these songs randomly and was like I would listen to these when I was feeling that way when I was going through that breakup with with this person and listened to it and was like Uh, knife in my heart knife in my stomach like this hits exactly where it needs to hit and then just on repeat same song (laughs) on repeat for so long but it genuinely helped because it's not only the way the music makes you feel but it's also the message yeah. of it's like it's poetry, yeah. right? It's straight up it, to me. Music is just poetry, but sung out loud. Well, that, and that's the thing, right? Like you say, the message of it, right? That can help us really process those emotions, because when we think about it, it I, I always think around the, like a breakup and the how music is used. Right. It's a really great example that like you and thank you for sharing. That's kind of something that you used and also wasn't going to tread into and then ended up. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes, like you say, those lyrics with that like melody can really say something that we're having a hard time verbalizing. And it makes you feel as though you're not alone, mm-hmm. right? Like 
somehow this artist, the, this group of people that have put this song together, they're, they felt the same way that I felt because I'm connecting with not only the, the actual melody, but I'm also connecting with the lyrics and what they're saying to me, what, what they themselves might have experienced or what other people might have experienced, right? So you know you're not alone in whatever it is that you're going through yeah. that you're connecting with in that song. I mean, you mentioned it before when we were chatting about this episode is people literally say like Eminem saved my life or, you know, insert other artists saved my life because I would listen to this song or their songs and feel so connected to what, to an album or, or just to, to whatever it was yeah. um, supporting me through a really hard time. Yeah. Yeah. And they can even also not only help us process and f not feel alone in that situation. Like you say, there's nothing more validating than someone go, hey, I get it. Oh, yeah. Right. Or just like, you know, support going like, hey, I get it. And that's kind of how musical lyrics can come across of like, hey, you're going through a breakup. I get it. But it's even better because they don't say I get it. Mm. It's the feeling of I get it, which is to me so much more than someone saying I get it because someone could tell me that they get it and in the back of my mind I'm like nah you don't <laughs> get it though like <laughs> you don't but then when there's nothing said and it's not this face-to-face -face connection it's a connection through a song mm -hmm. you feel as though that person gets it yeah. you feel as though the song gets it which is totally different well and also you have that added amplification of the sound right oh, it's yeah. not just the lyrics that we're identifying with and those lyrics being supportive or like kind of saying I get it without saying I get it but then also the melody that comes alongside it right and our brain is picking up like this is a slow rhythm this is chilled or sad or whatever right which then also amplifies that message to us yeah and also they can the like kind of lyrics and things like breakup songs can be incredibly validating as well because they can show us that reminders of that strength that mm. people around us might not necessarily say right how many really great breakup songs are they where it's kind of like you know what like I'm really sad right now but I'm really strong and I can get through this and I'm worthy and listening to a song can create that perfect reminder you know we always say like you can make I am statements being like I am resilient I am strong but you can listen to a song that amplifies that with the music with the harmony and with the connection of somebody singing that and you feeling that it's like I feel even more validated because of that absolutely yeah that's why breakup playlists exist <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's why I just love Spotify for that. Any type of mood <laughs> that I'm feeling, I'm like, okay, this playlist, it's going to be perfect. Yeah. And playlists, there's a reason why there's so many different types of playlists because they're uh, all the many different moods and places we go. You know, you have from that breakup playlist to, like you said, like the energizing playlist where it's like, this is going to get me pumped to move my body. Yeah. Or this is going to get me pumped before a competition or mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, another thing that I use music for a lot is for what I need to get done. Mm. Right. For not even just like being energized, but for supporting me to get the things done that I need to do. So I put on a specific artist or a specific playlist if I need to write I, I'm a writer so I'm like okay I need to write so I'm gonna put this on and that puts me in the mood it puts me in the headspace that I need to be in to get that certain activity finished mm -hmm. or if I need to study I'll put on classical music if I need to write I'm putting on run the jewels instrumental if I need to clean my house I'm putting on some like 2000s pop 
dancing around the house mm-hmm. type of music, right? So you can begin to make those brain connections between this type of music, this song, and this activity, which actually makes it easier for you to get that task done mm-hmm. because it's like it's this association principle, yeah. right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's what I find so interesting about it is that you can have like one song that makes you go, this is what I need to do now. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing how, like you say, that it just creates those healthy connections of like, oh, if you're anything like me, actually, sometimes I need a prompt. Mm. I need sometimes I need a prompt to do something of like, now's the time you do this. Yeah. So sometimes that's a routine. Sometimes that's an alarm on my phone for me to go to the gym. I have to book a session in, otherwise I won't go. I need that prompt to be like, oh right, you've got you're doing this now. Otherwise, yeah, I. I'm really bad at looking myself, looking after myself by just like through choice, I mm-hmm. guess is the best way of describing <laughs> it. And sometimes that like you say, uh, if I listen to this song, that's going to be my prompt. Yeah, it kind of eliminates the choice a little bit because your body and mm-hmm. your mind is used to doing that thing yeah. when that song comes on or that playlist yeah. comes on. And it can be something that's a little bit more accessible, a little bit more low barrier. You know how sometimes we say when we get in, when we want to get into a routine or something, we're always like, you start small and you start intentional. So, for example, if you're thinking, okay, I maybe want to start moving my body a little bit more, that could be your first step is I'm going to have a song that gets me pumped yeah. to move my body. And that's just your first step. That's your first step of being small and intentional. And like you say, you eventually start to associate it with, okay, like now I'm getting ready for this. And maybe it makes you feel good. Um, so it's kind of like ticking a lot of great boxes for us all at once to support our well-being and kind of hopefully move towards some more self-care, right? Yeah. So speaking about, we've spoken a lot about individual connection, like our own Mm -hmm. connection to music. Let's talk about community connection a little bit and music because it's something that, you know, I'm going to, I want to connect it to COVID. Okay. Because during COVID, it's been one of the things that you and I have talked about a lot Mm -hmm. of, I miss live music. I miss concerts. I miss going to like dance halls, to clubs, like whatever it is, right? And it's like, yeah, you miss it because you want to go out with your friends, because you want to have a fun time, because you want to let loose. But also, I think we miss it as a community because when you're in a room with a bunch of people Mm -hmm. and you're all connecting to the same song, and maybe it's bringing out different emotions in you as to the emotions it's bringing out in me, but it's very tangible when a whole group of people is really feeling like a set list, is really feeling a song, yeah. and you're all connected as like one big group. It's it's an ex- it's just an experience of community connection that is so 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 important, and it's something that we have been missing out on. And I think we take it like so we take it so for granted, or like maybe we don't think about it as much of like how much it does, how much music and going to events where music is creating that connection with people has the impact it has on our mental health oh my god that was so hard for me to get those sentences out (laughs) sorry what really works listeners (laughs) I just yeah I totally I think it's something that maybe a lot of us didn't realize yeah I didn't much of a connection it really brought about in us because Music and rhythm really does create that sense of group purpose. Oh, yeah. Sense of group community. And and even just an example of 
creating like that group purpose, that group community of like everyone's here for like their sole purpose, whether that is going to a club and everyone's there to just have a good time, whether it's going to see a live DJ and it's like everyone like enjoys this music and we're feeling connected, but also things like going to a protest. Oh, and, or, or a sports game. Yeah, sports game. Every, think about how connected you feel and how much of a part you feel of something when everyone's chanting the same thing or everyone's singing the same th- song. I mean, there's a reason that we have national anthems. There's a reason that we sing a song as like a country to create connection among people, right? Because it, it just does it. Yeah. And when you think about it, there are so many songs that bring about like that level of connection and the emotions that come alongside it of... You know, like you say, chanting a song at a a sports game mm-hmm. or chanting a song at a protest, right? It creates that sense of like hope. It creates that sense of purpose, that sense of community, that sense of I'm not alone. Belonging. We are in this together. I belong with these people, right? Mm-hmm. And, it, and we've said so many times that building community is so good for our mental health, right? It's a huge part of our, our actual needs as a human, right? It's to be part of a community, and music can be a really strong way of having that connection. And one thing I've even found as well is I don't think I ever realized how much of that part of my community connection was through music until coming to Canada. Yeah. I've spoken Olivia's ear off about this many a time in a conversation outside of what really works around how the music is so different in North America, in Canada, in comparison to the UK. Yeah. And the one thing that makes me feel homesick, well, not the one thing, but one of the big things that I frequently come across that makes me feel homesick is the lack of music that I enjoy. The lack of the music community for, like I said, piano house and disco house. It just doesn't really exist, especially in Western Canada. And sometimes it can make me feel quite isolated. The fact that that community isn't here. So the way I kind of reignite that is... There's like a UK DJ show that happens. It's in the evening in the UK, but it's in the morning for me on Fridays. And I will listen to it every Friday religiously because it provides that sense of connection for me to like at home and music and the places that I enjoy and the memories as well, right? Mm -hmm. It provides that like, yeah, I just feel like, oh, I'm back with the community, even just listening to a radio DJ. Yeah. A few things from what you just said, what comes to my mind immediately, is that not only does music create spaces of community, but it creates safe spaces. Yes. Right? Spaces where we feel safe. And one of the things that you and I have talked about a lot and that we love going on rants about is the disco movement. The best movement. I'll, I'm going to let you take it away from there because I know <laughs> how much you love talking about it. And I do too. So, but take it away. Talk to me about safe spaces and the disco movement, yeah. please. I feel like so many people are going to be like, why are we talking about the disco movement? On well, what we're really going to tell you. Um, <laughs> I honestly love, I, like, it just makes me so happy. Also the love disco, disco me and, too. And there's a reason why disco music is so happy is because it's come from these safe spaces. But background um, I guess a bit of a history lesson <laughs> in this What Really Works yeah. episode. So disco, as many of us know it, kind of came about because of, you know, it's not relatively old, but, you know, from from around like the 70s to the kind of 80s, disco music evolved out of black spaces and queer spaces. Blues um, and jazz. Yeah, so it kind of evolved from like blues and jazz into what we now know as disco today. Mm-hmm. And it 
came into club spaces, dance spaces, of spaces that were safe for people of colour and for people from the LGBTQ plus community. And you, I feel like you can really sense this in disco music anyway when you listen to it. But disco music evolved and created these really meaningful safe spaces for people that were being oppressed by society yep. to be free, to be safe, to be who they are. And, and disco kind of not only created those safe spaces, but kind of then also began to expand yeah. and become more of a culture and create not just those safe spaces in those dance halls, not just those safe spaces of listening to music in somebody's basement, right? It started to kind of expand, become more mainstream and people become slowly more kind of accepting or just even being aware, right? Because it was an extremely unsafe time to be a person of colour or to be someone from the LGBTQ community. It was extremely unsafe. Yeah, so Disco created this safe, amazing, non-judgmental space where people would just go to be together and have that meaningful connection and have that meaningful safe space. And that's why music can be so amazing because not only is it great for like our individual well-being, but music can create these spaces where everyone's like, you know what? Under this roof, we're all equal. Yeah. Under this roof, we're all here to just be ourselves and love each other for being ourselves. It also makes me think of, you know, like traditional indigenous ways of, you know, ex- of expressing community, expressing mm-hmm. connection through things like through things like powwows and through like drum circles mm-hmm. and just, you know, connecting to the music in a way to that makes people feel safe and makes people feel a part of, of their own community, you know, taking ownership over, over who they are, over, over their culture, over, over your community. Yeah. That's the thing. Like music isn't necessarily just always about the rhythm, Mm -hmm. right? It's not always just about the melody. Music can have incredibly powerful meaning and significance, whether that's creating safe spaces for, people of color whether that's reclaiming your power as an indigenous person when your traditions of like you say examples of like drumming circles were banned right it's that reconnection and reclaiming of that power and how music can be that tool to have that powerful significance for ourselves Mm -hmm. and our communities yeah absolutely okay so we've chatted a lot about how music creates connection, it creates community, it, it's a wellness tool, but how can we use music even more as a tool for self-care? We're going to talk a little bit about active listening and how that can support. I don't really know a lot about this, actually. Mm-hmm. I was looking at the notes and I was like, active listening related to self-care, related to music. I'm not I'm not sure. So maybe take it away, Becky. I'm really interested to learn about this. Yeah, so um, we'll have a quick ad break from our sponsors for the podcast, and then I'll delve into what active listening is. We are currently recording in the podcast booth inside Staples Studio, located in Kelowna. Staples Studio is a co-working space for those looking for a safe alternative to working from home. I know I feel so stuck at home these days, and going to Staples makes me feel like I actually have a change of pace. They offer not only a safe space to work with desks, offices, private phone booths, and meeting rooms, they are connected to the Staples store where they have everything you need under one roof. Studio is more than just a co-working space. Studio is a community to help you work, learn, and grow. 
Follow them on Instagram at Staples Studio Canada for more information on locations, pricing, and amenities. Please visit studio.staples.ca and book a virtual tour. All right, so active listening when it comes to music. Quite often when we choose to listen to music, it isn't necessarily the sole thing we're doing at that moment. Something in the background oftentimes, right? Yeah, right. It'd be like, oh, I'm working away, so I'll put music in the background. Doing the dishes, I'll put music on. Yeah, even working out, I'll put music on, Mm -hmm. right? It's not our sole focus. It's not our sole activity of that moment in time, right? Yeah. Which is totally fair because um, just even that rhythm and things going on in the background provide that motivation, Yeah, we were talking how it supports you with other activities before. Yeah, but what we can do is actually increase our intention when it comes to listening to music and to add it into actually kind of our self-care toolbox um, with something called active listening. And what that is, is picking a song or a melody, whatever it is, some form of music, and that being what your soul focus is. Okay. So kind of just like, you know, when you think of mindfulness and maybe we're going to just solely focus on our breathing or Mm -hmm. solely focus on the script that someone's talking through. And we spend that time just being very intentional, very aware of that moment and what's going on for the present. Okay. It's basically the same thing, but using music as our tool to aid us with that. So we spend time focusing very much on that one song that we're listening to, being focused on the present moment just being aware of where we're at in this very moment in time, maybe being aware of anything that we feel in our body. So maybe we're getting goosebumps or maybe we're noticing that we're wanting to move our shoulders a bit more because it's, you know, increasing our need, want to kind of move or our energy. Also recognizing maybe how it's making us feel with our mood and things like that. And just basically really focusing on this one song and on that present moment. And research has found it has a really similar effect on kind of our bodies and our minds as doing something like a mindfulness technique. Oh, really? Which is really interesting. It makes me think of when I'm listening to an audiobook and doing something at the same time, like driving or taking a shower or doing dishes versus listening to an audiobook and laying on my couch. Yeah. The activity that I'm doing is listening to the audiobook, and you can do the same thing with music, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm just laying on my couch. I'm outside, whatever it is, but I'm really paying attention to the song. Maybe I'm creating a new playlist. Mm -hmm. That's when I typically do this is when I'm like, okay, my goal is to create a new playlist. So I'm going to move through these songs or when you're finding new music too. That's a big one for me is when I'm looking to find new music is typically when I'm engaged with just the music itself. Yeah. Yeah. I actually do this a lot. I can imagine that you would do this a lot. I (laughs) put my headphones in and... My poor ears, I definitely should calm down on the volume because it's not definitely not good for my ears in the long run. But yeah, I will put it on um, to the point where I can't necessarily, I've got, you know, like those ones that go right in your ear, my earphones, so I mm-hmm. can't really hear anything else. And it kind of forces me to focus on that moment in time because I have a really hard time with being present. I definitely like somebody who drifts off. <laughs> um, so I do it all the time and I will put on generally like a, <laughs> a house song and just like sometimes I'll lie on the floor and I'll just like fully soak it up yeah or sometimes I, I'm very lucky that I have a balcony in my little apartment so um, I'll go stand on the balcony and listen to a song and just 
kind of almost do the five senses thing at the same time of like, okay, like what can I see? What can I hear? Like what am I actually hearing? Like what different parts of the song can I even notice? Mm-hmm. And things like that. I like I personally love it as like something as a that is definitely like probably my most used self care tool. You even mentioned it this weekend. A song came on and you were like, "This is the song I always, <laughs> I always listen to when I blast it on my porch and look out <laughs> and people watch." I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> so it, yeah, and it, I think it's partly I do it so often because of like that connection piece that I really does provide me, and also as well, you know, music attaches to memory, right? So sometimes if I really want to show gratitude of around maybe a really great time I have with my friends and there's a song that makes me think of that, then I will do active listening with a a song that means something to me to feel that connection with my friends or to have that sense of gratitude of like, I'm so glad I had this moment kind of thing as well. That's such a good point. I don't usually think about that, but there are 100% those songs that I listen to. Phil Collins in the air tonight that just takes me back to being with my family being with my dad and I feel so appreciative and so connected to not only those memories but to my family when I listen to that song but also other songs that I would listen to to feel connected to friends I never thought about that before about it really instigating that gratitude within us for past moments but then also for the way that we feel about those people or those things in our lives right now. That's so interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I think it's all just about being intentional when it comes to music. Yeah. When we're not intentional about it, then yeah, it probably isn't necessarily as much of a self-care tool for us. I mean, I think but, it still can be because hmm. we talked about how it supports us to, if even if it's in the background, yes. it supports yeah, us yeah. to kind of get things done. But you're right. I think there there is a bit of a difference between just having it on in the background versus being quite intentional about the way that we're engaging with it right maybe self-care versus just supportive in general exactly yeah and even just like being intentional about our music choice right Mm. so for example we use the example of like breakup songs right um that can be very intentional of like I'm ready to support my like I want to listen to like that kind of stuff and feel a little bit supported the same way like if we're feeling a little bit sad and we're like you know what I actually need somewhere to provide myself with an outlet maybe like you say and music can support us with that um but then also being intentional about knowing where we're at on the scale as well so if it's me if listening to music is making us feel worse then maybe it's about taking a break right and moving into a different self-care tool right if we're noticing that if we're listening to a sad song and it's making us feel like incredibly sad then maybe we might be like okay like Maybe I'll go into another self-care tool that I know supports me with sadness rather than just like bringing out that sadness in me as well. Yeah. Being intentional about exactly what you want to get out of the experience. Yeah. Hmm. And also kind of following on from being intentional, we can create some kind of intentional playlists as well. Like you mentioned right oh like yeah making some playlists for I got like where my, we're at got my pump up playlist I have my chilling playlist I mean everyone yeah I feel like everyone nowadays or at least you know around our age group has those playlists where it's like this is for chilling with my friends this is for working out this is for like partying this is for whatever it might be but we can also create playlists that are that are like this is for when I'm feeling angry this is for when I'm feeling really sad this is for when I just need to maybe process some things and reflect on myself like a reflective playlist or something like that is definitely something that can be very helpful yeah 
And the thing when it comes to music is it's so individual. Oh, yeah. And that's something to bear in mind. Like, what one person's, like, pumped-up playlist looks like is going to look very, very different. Our pumped-up playlist would look way different because I would have Tech 9 and, like, (laughs) just all of these rap. Like, and you would have, like, intense house, I feel like. Yeah. Exactly. And that's that's also what's so great about music, though, right? Is Mm -hmm. this something for almost everyone? Yeah. And it's also nice to share music with other people, too. You know, even if Becky and I have very different tastes in music, but we do share music with each other where Becky will send me lots of house songs. I try to send Becky country songs that usually doesn't work out so well. But (laughs) (laughs) Becky just shared a house playlist with me the other day. And I I was never really into house all that much until we started hanging out and I've been getting more and more into it, which makes me feel more connected to you which is interesting. So it can facilitate connections with people. Yeah, so it helps you, cre- it can help facilitate those connections between between friends, between potential like romantic interests, between your friends, between your family, and with yourself, right, and your community. So it's just so many different ways that it can... Can kind of fulfill that need for connection, right? Yeah, exactly. And I, in an accessible way, I feel. I mean, very accessible. That's another thing is that music is so easy to access right whether it's online whether it's like hey if you're with people that are musicians whether it's just like tapping on a table right like you and I could try to create some form of music not definitely not some form of music that we would record and publish or anything but we could you know you we can just do it yeah exactly it's great I mean something that we didn't talk about all that much and we might not have time to get into it today is music as a form of creative outlet Mm -hmm. but like you said I think that's typically what people think of most often when they think of music as self-care as you know engaging in that that hobby that creative outlet too in the same way that you would like that I would go and hike Mm -hmm. someone would you know play their guitar or whatever it might be yeah it can 100% be a self-care tool like that or even um because I think a lot of people think quite often um around like you say like maybe playing an instrument but it can also be things like writing lyrics oh, yeah. that can be a really great way of being a creative outlet or if even help us process things right mm-hmm. maybe we don't like the pressure of journaling but actually writing lyrics to um, a song that we might be humming can be also a really great way of kind of working out where we're at or saying what we're feeling without the pressure of saying what we're feeling right yeah so there's so many different ways and like you say, you know, it could even playing an instrument as a creative outlet could be all the way from playing the saxophone to playing cups, right? Yeah. <laughs> there's so many different ways to kind of just, yeah, produce a place to get creative and have that creative need met. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a lot about one one thing. Well, one tool. One tool. I know. There's, But it's such a good tool. That's the thing. It's awesome. You know, I can think about I'm just on this train of connection now. I'm like, yeah, that's why we have high school chants. That's why we have like all of these things. It's to create connection and to like, or, you know, those songs that you just have memorized for mm-hmm. no matter how many years it's been, right? It's just like a song that you used to listen to when you were in 11 and you still know every single <laughs> lyric. It's so funny, man. The amount of things that I would know if I could just like switch my my uh, memorization of song lyrics to some <laughs> other knowledge. That'd be uh, great. What's your go-to karaoke song? Do you have one? Probably September by Earth, Wind and Fire. Oh, really? Interesting. It's probably my favorite song ever. Really? Mm-hmm. 
Mm, my favorite song ever is Hallelujah. Um, and my go-to karaoke song is Hit Me Baby One More Time by Britney Spears. Nice. Yeah. I fully get into it, too. Like the dancing. Uncontrollable. <laughs> Can't control me. Hit me, baby. Okay. Um, what really works, listeners? We are on a tangent now. Becky, do you have anything else that you would like to add about how music can be an incredibly supportive wellness and self-care tool? Um, do I have anything? No, I would just say kind of, as with all of our things, just finding like what works for you. In the sense of like, I mean, even if you hate music, then, you know, don't force music on yourself as a self-care tool. Self-care tool. Yeah, we didn't mention that. You know, if you don't like music. Then that's fair. Then that's fair. So, yeah, I would say that. Remembering that it, music is completely individual to each and every one of us. Um, don't judge people's music choices. Fair. That's That's one thing that we didn't really talk about, you know? Like, you might not like someone's music. That's totally fine. But remembering that they really like it and that it might mean something to them, right? Yeah. Especially if you're like, oh, this song is awful. You know, that song could have like a really incredible meaning to somebody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, being individual about it. And then also I just, you know, getting to know the meaning significance behind like maybe different music is also can also create that connection, right? You had some, you actually, you, you have some notes there of watching Glitterbox, Where Love Lives on YouTube for more about the the disco movement that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, so that's a really cool, um, it's like a short documentary by, they're actually kind of um, a house music label okay. producer, is Glitterbox, um, very much rooted in that like kind of disco house very much rooted from the kind of original disco movement and culture of like, you know, everyone's equal when they come into this and we're all about just being who you are and like having fun with in this community, right? Um, And they have a really interesting documentary on YouTube just called Where Love Lives. And it's about uh, kind of the dancers that work for Glitterbox and how they quite often felt oppressed by society or didn't feel like there was a community for them. So kind of talks about how actually finding Glitterbox and finding that community gave them like kind of like a meaning in their life. Oh, nice. Um, so yeah, it's a really interesting kind of documentary if you're interested in kind of finding out more about how like music can have a huge impact and significance on people's lives and communities. Yeah. All right. What well, really works, listeners, if you have enjoyed this episode, um, why don't you leave us a little comment? Let us know what your favorite song is. Let us know what song you use or what type of music you listen to for your self-care and wellness uh, wellness needs. Becky and I are always looking for new music, so mm-hmm. we'd love to see and hear your suggestions. So drop us a little comment. We'd love to chat with you all more. And we hope that you have a lovely rest of your day. Yeah, thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks again for listening to us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. You can find us on all major podcast streaming platforms. And if you don't want to miss any future episodes, you can follow us or subscribe to What Really Works. To find more from Discovery College, go to discoverycollegecolona.com. And thanks again to Staple Studio in supporting us to produce this podcast.